slides out of the backfield. Granger gets on. Trying to throw. Will stand on his feet. Some nifty moves. How about this run from Granger? He'll have a first down at the sixth occurrence. Quick shot. Left side. There's Malachi Coy. First guy misses. Second guy misses. Across the 50. Flag in the play. He's free. Bye-bye. As they set up for the break, 94 yards and a cloud of dust for Western Kentucky. State, a team that won 12 games a year ago, got the Mountain West Championship game. Chance to get off the bat in their season, a powerful opener, but it's Genty who slips the tackle, runs upfield, Ashton Genty! Looking for that end zone, he's got Harvey, and that's a catch for a touchdown! Old Dominion breaks the ice with 7.05 to go here in the fourth, and Javon Harvey hauls in touchdown number two on the year. The G5 Hive. All G5, all the time. Welcome to episode number 18 of the G5 Hive, where we aim to bring you all the honey from G5 college football. I am your co-host, Justice, joined by my other co-host, Luke. What's going on, Luke? How you doing? Um, doing all right. Doing all right. We got the holiday season is almost done for me. I've got one more Christmas left here in a couple days. Oh, You have little ones, so Christmas is exciting when you have little ones, I feel like. Yes. Yeah, we had the whole, uh, probably the I don't know. The funniest part was we. I don't remember if I if I told you this behind the scenes during a show or whatnot. But we we went and saw one of Santa's helpers at, at the mall, and my son asked what his favorite you know food was besides cookies, and he said McDonald's French fries. Yeah, I remember you uh, saying that. So, <laughs> so we had to we had to go get McDonald's French fries um, for for Santa. That was. The obscure thing that I didn't, you know, didn't plan, but you know, and boy, McDonald's French fries are not usually, you know, I might eat a cookie here or there, but most French fries were not looking good late at night. But, well, when your kids get older, you get to I mean, like, it's just, I don't know, it's not as fun, right? First of all, you, like the whole mystique of Santa's obviously gone, but like, the things they ask for, you know, are super expensive. So they get like one thing. So, you know, it doesn't take very long to open up one present. No, like, yeah. you know, my, my, my son, uh, my son wanted a big screen TV. My daughter wanted a new iPhone. Um, my son wanted like a guitar, you know, and so like, it's always these big ticket items and yeah, just not as fun. Yeah. My, uh, the big items here were uh, a Nintendo Switch, which at night I get to play a little uh, Mario Kart. Pretty nice. Uh, and actually, I really like the Switch because you can set like parental controls from your phone yeah. and, you know. You can, you can control like the times they can play and how long they can play. <clears throat> like that. Um, and then... My daughter wanted a magic doghouse. Pretty interesting thing. Um, but you literally put this 
put this doghouse together from scratch. It gives you all the pieces. You put it together, and then you put cold water. It's got a little mat, and you put this cold water. The mat is connected to a food dish. So you pour the water into the food dish. It goes under the mat, and the cold water activates these paw prints. And then your last step is to name your puppy, um, and then you nail it in. And then once you nail it, it activates this like false bottom in the roof and the, and the dog's got a, a little deal that's hooked into its collar that when it drops, it activates like barking sounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> so like she nailed it in, you know, and they're like huge nails, like a little, my daughter's three. She was able to do this pretty well. But, like, and then you hear that dog barking, and that look on her face was like, <laughs> whoa, it was like Christmas magic. It was pretty incredible. Uh, and then she named the dog the same dog as our puppy that we currently have. So that's great. Did the, did the, did the puppy react to the dog barking in the, in the doghouse? No, not at all. But... We had to definitely keep the puppy up during a lot of the Christmas gift opening. I tried to have him out. He just picked up everything. Like every little Barbie doll hairbrush that was on the floor. Like he had a he had a collection of things. <coughs> we had to keep him in his kennel for till we got the, the opening and let the dust settle a little bit. But yeah. It was it was fun and it's just like cooking, like a really good meal. Like you just spend so much time cooking and then it's like 13 minutes and it's all gone and it's done. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited to watch a little bit more football this week. Uh, got to do a little bit of gift exchange, like take back some gifts and we've got, like I said, get ready for a one more Christmas and, and that's a wrap. I'm hoping to be done by Friday. Yeah, I haven't watched much football probably since Friday. And so I was hoping to watch today's bowl games. And I asked my wife when she woke up, like, what we had planned today. And she said, we don't have any plans. Well, then, like, around 2 o'clock, she's like, hey, come on, we got to go. And so I didn't, I didn't – I saw a little bit of the Minnesota game. Saw the very end of the Texas – or second half, I guess, the Texas State game. And then a good portion of the Kansas and LV game. But, yeah. The way it goes sometimes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The, it was you know busy holiday season. I was traveling and went up to Minnesota, so I also didn't get to watch as much uh, football as I would like. But we'll piece it together. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and get to the uh, the news and notes and our, our review of week two. There was one uh, piece of news I wanted to talk about. We haven't really talked about a lot of news. We're kind of saving a lot of the transfer portal news and stuff. For later, but I saw this today. It said it, it was uh, someone posted for a group of five football players that are considering the transfer portal, and it says of the this is from an article published by the Athletic um, of the 186 scholarship G5 group of five to Power Five transfers this past season, 72 percent of them saw fewer snaps for their new team. And 37% of them didn't even start a game. Um, and so I think, you know, for the most part, we kind of knew this, right? Like it, it's not 
it's not the norm for a G5 guy to go up to the P5 and be a star. Um, you know, there'll be a role player most likely, and, and there'll be two exceptions. But just something to think about for you know players thinking, hey, you know, we'll move up to the to the uh, the group of five and and uh, ball out, or, or sorry, move from the group of five to the power five, and that they're gonna you know set the world on fire. The odds are that's not gonna happen. And and for this percentage, I'm also <laughs> under the impression with how it read. That's offensive, defense, alignment. That, I mean, that's everything. Not not just skill position. Right, right. That's all. That's all. Players. The the only notable names I can think of that actually like made an impact uh, for football purposes, mostly fantasy. You got Tez Walker. Um, Tez Johnson. Te, yeah, Tez Johnson, and what's his name? Uh, I mean, Jamari Thrash is probably debatable. Uh, I'm trying to think of the the Oregon, the guy that was from Troy. That's Tez Johnson. That's Tez Johnson, and then we've got why am I Walker? Tez Walker was went to uh, UNC from Kent State. Yeah. Okay. So I I just put the two names together. There we go. There one guy. But yeah, those were like the two big, two big names that jumped up that I think. Did yeah. something well, you know. And Jamari Thrash probably debatable. He had some. He he played good early on, and he got hurt and kind of faded off at the end there. But I think from a fantasy football standpoint, and not just you know highlighting the G five like we're doing here, but all of C two C leagues or CFF leagues, you can pretty much just like let people draft those guys who are going from G five to P five. Um, just odds are, I mean, somebody might hit, but they're gonna, you know, there's a lot. Of odds are not in your favor. Right. That's gonna happen. Yeah, so you might as well for your draft pick pick something that is more known than than that. That's absolutely, kind of absolutely. For it, I know uh, preseason, I had a couple of shares of Dante Cephas, who went from Kent Kent State to Penn State, and I I sold him off whatever I could get for him, and it turned out well for me. But yeah, it's it's not a, it's not a good bet betting on uh, someone moving up. And there's a lot of guys. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point in another episode. But there's, you know, Amos from Miami of Ohio in the portal. It's pretty much like anybody who's fantasy relevant is. Well, and Amos came from the Power Five, right? So yep. you know, came from South Carolina. So it's just, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I think Larvidane went in the portal. Yeah, I, I was. Um, um, we interview. I interviewed uh, me and Hollywood interviewed a linebacker from Ohio. Um, I guess it was m- Saturday. And anyway, we were talking with him, and we felt like Ohio and Miami, Ohio, were probably the favorites heading into next year. And then you know Amos and Larvidane both entered the portal the next day, and I was like, oh wow, that's yeah. Kind of crazy, but anyway, we'll uh, we'll move on to our week two bowl game review. So, if you've been listening for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about all the bowl games, and then Luke and I each have made a pick um, with the spread in terms of who we think will win. The standings after week one 
what Luke was one and five. I was four and two. Um, and now we'll move to week two, uh, which were the games that went from the 17th to the 26th. And, and the first game up, um, as far as I'm concerned, we can just skip it, man. Um, <laughs> I, I lived it. I was there and it was, uh, I, I don't even know what to say anymore, but it was the, the famous toastery bowl, Western Kentucky versus old dominion. Uh, old dominion was favored by four Western Kentucky won by three in overtime. We both picked ODU and we both lost, um, man, man, oh man, like, <clears throat> ODU was up 28 to nothing, but you, but you could see it. Like I'd say halfway through the second quarter, you could kind of see like where it was headed. Um, and, and, and like, it just really, and it just kind of exemplified the whole season season for old dominion for me. And why are they in so, so many one score games? It's because the coaching staff for the most part coaches it that way. Um, they play, they play. They're, they're generally speaking, especially when they have the lead, they're just so ultra conservative, so predictable. I mean, it, it got to the point in the bowl game. It was like, run the ball at the middle, run the ball at the middle. It's third and seven. Throw it incomplete. Punt. Um, you know, time of possession was forty minutes. Western Kentucky, nineteen minutes. Old Dominion. Um, now, some of that's not like totally Old Dominion's fault because they had a lot of defensive turnovers. Uh, had a pick six, etc. But still. Um, like, you know, they started trying to run the clock out halfway through the second quarter and they, they just wait too much time in college football to do that. Um, and then, you know, your, your defense is on the field for 40 minutes. They're going to, they're going to wear out. And that definitely happened. Um, you know, it was just, I don't, it, it was, it was a, it was a disaster of a bowl game for old dominion. Like how do you blow a 28 point lead? What are your thoughts in general on Kadarius Callaway? Going um, next well, year? he didn't. He entered the portal. If you didn't know that. Oh, I, I missed that then. So after the game, he entered the portal. Um, I was disappointed. Um, it'd be interesting to see where he lands. His problem is he can't pass block. He he is he he cannot pass block, and that's that's really kind of what held him back at Old Dominion. Um. Partly because the O line was so bad, like in a passing situation, the running back had to help pass block, and he was just he was terrible at it. Um, and that's part of the that's a big part of the reason I feel like he didn't necessarily get the playing time he deserved. Um, but when he has the ball in his hand, he's pretty electric. He, he's definitely a game changer. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. My my fear is my fear is he tries to go back to the. Power five. So he, you know, he came from Alabama. Well, he started off at Alabama, then went to JUCO, and then went to Old Dominion. So my fear is he's going to try to go back to the Power Five, and yeah, I'd have zero interest. If he ends up somewhere like Miami, Ohio, sure. You know, I think I think the G five is the right level for him. But no matter where he goes, he has he has to improve his pass blocking to be able to stay on the field. Unless he goes to a team that just doesn't ask the running back to pass block. And then I think the big topic of this game and after this game is Caden Voltkamp. Yeah. They said, you know, 
I believe he's in the transfer portal. He was in the portal before the game, and he wasn't yep. the starter. Um, Hel- Helton, Tyson Helton. Not- Turner. Turner. Turner Helton started the game for him. And had he kept playing, ODU would have won. He's terrible. Um, but Veltkamp came in, lit him up. Um, you know, the word was that Western Kentucky told Veltkamp, hey, you can come back next year, but you're going to be a tight end. You're not playing quarterback. Um, and so he decided to enter the portal. And as far as I know, he's still in the portal. Um, and, and like, I mean, a, a great showing for a kid that wants to play quarterback. Um, you know, and, and, you know, great showing for him. So we, you know, we've talked on multiple different occasions on this podcast about Western Kentucky's offense just looking not like last year's Western Kentucky. Um, really, no deep field shots. How did it? feel watching them in person and like you know he threw the ball all over he damn near threw for 400 yards like it still wasn't like anything super deep I haven't looked to see what the dot of the game was but my guess is <coughs> still had a pretty decent dot, probably t- at least 10 yards <coughs> was a lot of missed tackling a lot of uh, just terrible defensive play by Old Dominion Old Dominion was missing their top two defensive players and linebacker Jason Henderson, and uh, safety Terry Jones Jr. Um, so, I mean, I'm not shocked. Um, you know, the the defensive backfield for OD, ODU hasn't been like the cornerbacks haven't been hasn't been great. The linebackers don't do pass coverage. Um, so I'm, I'm not. I, I'm, I guess I'm not. I wasn't shocked by what happened. Um, the thing that probably bugged me the most is like. They would never, they never, never double cover Dalvin Smith. And so many times, like Dalvin Smith was the first read, you know, and they'd always go to him. But it was clear to me, like, that's who they wanted to get the ball to. And I can't blame him, right? He's a, he's a, Dalvin Smith is a tall dude. He's a, he's a, he's a pretty big guy, um, yeah. much bigger than, much bigger than I thought he was. Um, and Corley, too. Corley is a little bit thicker than I thought he was in person. Um, Corley didn't play that much in the game, but, uh, yeah, I just – I don't know. Like, the, the the adjustments for Old Dominion are just terrible, both offensively and defensively. Um, it's the way it's been all year. Uh, I don't know that that – I don't know if that changes for next year or not. I mean, I, I just feel like at this point, Ricky Ronnie is who he is. He, um, he coaches to not lose instead of coaches to win. So he's 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 coaching the game to be a one score game and hoping that you make that one more play than the other team. Um, and I think I heard someone else kind of describe it the best. It's kind of like, um, you know, like maybe, maybe Penn state was the same way, right? We'll out, we'll have more, have more talent than you. Well, on the G five level, that doesn't really work. Cause you're not, you know, everyone's kind of it's more par for the course as far as talent goes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think at this point that's, that's what Ricky Ronnie is. Unfortunately, I think maybe, maybe next year they'll get a better offensive line um, and the offense will open up more. But I was not – I was not – the offense was an improvement over last season, but that's that wasn't a, a high bar to climb. Um, we'll see if they take any steps forward and moving forward next year. I've got Veltkamp on a couple of teams, and I'm kind of curious if 
if he comes back and how uh, that all goes. Um, yeah, and he looked. He actually looked good when he ran the ball a couple times too. You know, he wasn't like yeah. He, he about had he had like I think it was like nineteen rushes for like fifty six yards or something like that. So he definitely looked like a capable capable quarterback to me. So my guess is that Western Kentucky must be you know banking on bringing someone in from the portal. Enough about that uh, disaster of a bowl game. Uh, the next game up is the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl, UTSA versus Marshall. UTSA was favored by 12, and they won uh, 35 to 17. We both picked um, UTSA. We both won that game. Um, that game kind of went as I expected. I don't know about you. I mean, Rashin Ali did play some. Um, you know, it was Cole Penning. They made a big deal about the quarterbacks uh, being sons of former uh, NFL players. Um, but, you know, I, I, I didn't expect Marshall would put put up too much of a fight against uh, UTSA, and they, and they really didn't. Yeah, the big, big news was Frank Harris uh, sitting out. I think he even clapped back at some people who had reached out to him on Twitter. So it's kind of interesting. I don't know why you'd ever say anything negative to a player, um, tag them or, or DM them or anything like that. But then it was also Rashin Ali just torching them in that first half. I can't remember what it was. It was like nine rushes for like. 86 yards, yards or yeah. touchdown, something like that. Yeah. It had like one long run and then, yeah, shut him down. And, it, you know, Malachi Corley, the same thing. Like, it was a, it was a pretty common theme so far in the Bulls of stud guys just playing a half and then that's it. Which, or if they even play at all. <clears throat> which, I mean, you know, to me, Rashid Ali, I think, is making a mistake um, declaring for the NFL. I'm not, I, I just think like, he could probably go somewhere and make some NIL money um, more than that, more than he will as a, probably a UDFA in the NFL. I, I don't, I mean, and he has two, he has two years of eligibility left. So why he would not try and parlay that into some, what I would think is more, he'll, I think he can make more money in two years in NIL than he'll probably make in a career in the NFL. I think it's a, uh... Real interesting from a competitive standpoint, like being an, an ex-college athlete that, I mean, granted, baseball and football are two widely different things, but just going out there, knowing that you're only going to play a half, it's hard to get up for those games. And then, like, you perform the way you do. Like, keep giving – like, I don't want to come out, like – just keep letting me do my thing and just having to shut it down. It's like, why, why even play then? And I, and I get it. Like, I don't know. I get, you don't want to get hurt, but you've already made it like a half. Like just. Right. To me, like either play or don't play. Yeah. That's kind of the way I feel about it. Like don't, don't half ass it, half heart it, whatever you want to call. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, next game, our first uh, G5 versus P5 matchup in this period. 
and it was all G5. South Florida versus Syracuse. Syracuse was favored by three. We both picked South Florida. South Florida just demolished them 45 to zero. Um, better days are ahead, though, for Syracuse, I feel. Uh, this certainly certainly was a, was a great win for UC, USF and uh, their first-year head coach, uh, Golish. Um, Byron Brown played phenomenal. Uh, not much to say other than Syracuse just looked terrible. Yeah, uh, USF offense looked a little bit better. Uh, Shout-out to Sean Atkins for being the first USF wide receiver for over 1,000 yards. I have a feeling that will continue for next year. Um, and uh, Tennessee didn't look all that great this year. Is it Hypel? Is it Golish? I don't know. Or is it Joe Milton? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we will see. I'm sure Nico will get his time in the sun here. Well, Nico's going to start. It was announced today. Okay. Uh, Joe Milton is not playing in the bowl game, so Nico Nico will be the starter for the bowl game. All right, uh, we both, like I said, we both picked USF, so we both win that one. Uh, next up is the Gasparilla Bowl, which is Georgia Tech versus UCF. UCF was favored by four and a half. Georgia Tech won, thirty to seventeen. Um, I picked Georgia Tech. Luke took UCF, so I won that one. And I did not get to watch any of this game. Um, did you see any of it, Luke? I got to watch a little bit of it. Um, I'm trying well, to remember which part because this was. I I'm was, surprised, like, you know, UCF didn't keep it closer. I thought they would. I thought yeah, it'd be a close game. If I remember right, there were some just turnovers that kind of helped it get a little bit out of, out of hand. So I'm trying to remember exactly, but because this was on. Friday. Friday night. Yeah, it was Friday. Yeah. And we just got to uh Minnesota, so like I was kind of watching, kind of not, but uh yeah. Georgia Tech kind of pulled away in the second half. But yeah, I did like, not get too many eyes on it. Timmy McLean came in. I'm assuming at that point maybe the game was out of hand. He threw an interception and then RJ <coughs> Harvey also had a fumble. Which UCF is going to have a lot of guys coming back, it sounds like. And look, it looks just like Georgia Tech just kind of ran the ball over him. Haynes King only threw for 87 yards. But they had almost 300 yards rushing. So. Which does surprise me. I didn't think the UCF defense was that bad against the rush. But they certainly were on Friday. Um, all right. Next up is the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, this was another G5 versus P5 matchup. It was Troy versus Duke. Troy was favored by eight, and Duke won by seven, 17 to 10. We both picked Troy. Uh, we both lost, of course. Um, I did get to watch this game. I did um, not get to watch any of this. So it, it, I mean, me. it, it wasn't an exciting game to watch. Uh, Troy certainly had their opportunities. Um, they just didn't make enough plays, and then you know, and then late they turned the ball over, kind of sealed the deal for um, for Duke. But I don't know. I mean, I wasn't overly impressed by either team in the game. Um, you know, Duke, uh, 
at Duke's Power Five, bigger, bigger, bigger players. Um, Duke definitely seemed to like want the game more. I felt like um, for their for their interim head coach. Um, so you know, it's the way it goes sometimes. I mean, a lot of people thought that Troy uh, should have been in contention for that New Year's Six Bowl with Liberty, um, and they'll certainly point to this game and say, "Hey, well." There you go. That's why Troy didn't get it. Um, but hey, they play within seven of a, of a Power Five school. That's not ter- that's not terrible. Um, I'd be shocked if Liberty is within seven of Oregon. So we'll see how it goes. Not to, and I'm not saying Duke Duke and Oregon are comparable, but you know, it's it's hard to compare results. Uh, next up is Arkansas State versus Northern Illinois in the Camellia Bowl. Arkansas State was favored by one. Northern Illinois won 21 to 19. Uh, I picked Northern Illinois. Luke picked Arkansas State. So I won that one. Um, I did not get to watch any of this game, but I did hear like there were some bonehead um, coaches, coaching decisions by um, Arkansas State and uh, Butch Jones in the end of that game. I am trying to remember. Maybe I don't know if it was like, clock management or play calling or something. I just remember you know, everyone saying, like, what an idiot. I only got to watch the last part of it, but this had uh, a Arkansas State scores a touchdown. I believe it was. Then they do an onside kick and they recover it. But the official called offsides on the kicking team, and they replayed that mofo over and over. And there was no offsides. Like they looked at different angles. They look. There's nothing there. Um, then second one, they so so, so it wasn't an overturn. They had to redo it. No. So it was a penalty. Uh, they had to redo it. And then NIU got the ball and then won the game. But Arkansas State got screwed over uh, in that. Also, they ran a two-point conversion at like, at one point. And I think maybe I that's the one. I think that's the one people went crazy about, that decision. And I don't remember the exact – play i do remember he like threw it on the left side just out of the back of the end zone that's like really out of all the two play point conversions you have in your playbook like that one was your best one like no way um yeah overall um not a bad game to watch i just tuned in because that game was on saturday morning ish um i i gotta see the end of that and that's pretty much what i saw um, before I got to watch quite a bit of the uh, Utah State, Georgia State, and JMU Air Force game. So speaking of JMU Air Force, that's our next one up, the Armed Forces Bowl. JMU was favored by two and a half. We both picked JMU. We lost as Air Force defeated them 31-21. to 21. Um, I was a little bit – I didn't really know what to expect in this game, right, because JMU had all their – portal players playing um, and JMU is pretty tough against the run but on the flip side 
you know, pretty much all their coaching staff was gone. Um, so much so that the ones that were there, they brought in specialists just to kind of coach playing Air Force against, against you know, the Air Force offense. Um, and JMU's defensive line has been a strength all year, but it didn't look that way in the game, which did surprise me a little bit. And uh, Air Force ran the ball considerably well. The first, the first drive, I think they were at the yardage that, or very, right. very close yes. to the yardage yes. that JMU allowed. Gave up in, the in game. a whole game. <laughs> yeah, and they got it on the first drive, or really close. I mean, they had that rushing yards. Like I want to say, like they had eighty-two rushing yards, and JMU gives up like eighty-six or 86. something. Yeah, and it's yeah. like that kind that of that kind of set run for the game. I just see it on Twitter over and over. That linebacker just goes to this hole, and they they give it a halfback dive, and and Michelle, like everybody just like goes yeah. over here and runs it for like sixty four yards or something like that. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was. Uh, I I didn't really know what like I said I didn't know what to make of the game, so I'm not shocked that Air Force won. I'm a little shocked that they ran the ball so effectively against JMU, but I was really just upset that this game and the game that we'll go over next were at the same time slot because those two were like the most entertaining bowl games like we had had up to that point. The the one thing to note was after this game, I think it was seven JMU players announced they're entering the portal and they're all guess where they're all going? Indiana. Indiana. Uh, one of them. One of them being, um, no, it wasn't McLeod. McLeod was already in the portal. But Kalen Black, the running back, is one yes. of them. Okay. He's one of them that's going that's, that's going to uh, Indiana. Um, so, move on to this next game. And this game, I didn't get to see any of this game. Uh, but it certainly shocked me uh, seeing the final score. And that's the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Uh, Georgia State versus Utah State. Utah State was favored by one and a half. Um, and we both picked Utah State, and we both lost as Georgia State uh, kind of ran rough shot over them, 45-22. Fighting Darren Granger's really uh, tore it up. He had the first two or three touchdowns of the game. He was running the ball. They couldn't stop him. He was Superman in this one, and he won the MVP. Um, yeah, and then uh, was it Freddie Brock? Yep. I think he, the, the running back. You know, I don't know what he was, third string, fourth string running back, 24 carries, 276 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, someone to kind of maybe file away for next year, assuming I don't know if he has eligibility. I'm just assuming he does. Um, let's see. <coughs> He's listed as a senior on ESPN, but that doesn't necessarily. So, no, it looks like he has at least one year of eligibility left. Um, he has his COVID year, so at, at a minimum. So maybe a name to kind of keep an eye on potentially for next year um, because Marcus Carroll's gone. KZ Adams is gone. Um, they did. And I know they already brought someone in in the portal, but, you know, just someone to keep an eye on. But I don't know. I, I'm not expecting this Georgia State offense to look as good with a new quarterback next year. Yeah. I, but I don't just, so. just someone to kind of file away as a deep sleeper maybe in, in your leagues. That's Freddie Brock. Um, next up, the 68 Ventures Bowl. Uh, and this wasn't a game at all. 
South Alabama versus Eastern Michigan. South Alabama was favored by 15 and a half. Um, South Alabama won 59 to 10. Um, I picked South Alabama. Luke picked Eastern Michigan. I just that picked was, Eastern Michigan because you're trying to be different. Fifteen and a half is a lot of points. points. I'm like you, no way. Well, yes way. That was yeah, yeah. I mean, the most exciting excitement in this game was at the very end with the cheap shot when the <laughs> uh, you know they're South Alabama's celebrating. They're over there singing their alma mater, and an Eastern Michigan player comes runs over and takes a cheap shot. You know, against a against yeah, a South Alabama player, and then a and then a brawl bag breaks out. Um, I haven't heard anything like if there's. An, I'm assuming there will be discipline against the player. I'm assuming they still have eligibility left that there will be some kind of discipline. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I don't understand what people's minds. Like you got beat by 49 points. What are you doing, cheap shotting somebody after the game? Like yeah. Plus, no you're also going it. into like a whole. Uh... I don't know. You're in enemy territory. It's one verse. Right. You know, that even that just that small group that's there. Like he was like in the second to back line. So there, you went through like a line of <laughs> of players. Like, I don't know. Just bad idea. Terrible idea. Like, you know, like yeah, that's something like you're going to be like, people are going to remember you did that for a long time. And, you know, I don't know. Like not to say you can't recover from that, but that's just, just a terrible look. Um, for Eastern Michigan. All right. Uh, <clears throat> next up, the SRS Distribution Bowl, Utah versus Northwestern. Utah was favored by six and a half. Northwestern won 14 to seven. Um, I picked Utah. Luke picked Northwestern. So Luke won this one. Um, I, I didn't get to watch this game. Not too much of it. Um, it looked like Iowa versus Iowa. So you might you might have enjoyed this one, Luke. I didn't get to watch any of it, and I'm glad I didn't. Uh, I think it'll be it'll be one of those things. Utah comes to the Big Ten next year; they'll probably t- reference this game. Oh, you know they lost to North Big Twelve. Big Twelve. Oh, sorry, going to the Big Twelve. They'll probably reference this game, whatnot. But yeah, this team wasn't what you know. I heard uh, Jaquindon Jackson got hurt pretty good and bad in this game. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a concussion or what. Um, I did see that Micah Bernard announced he's returning for what seems like his a millionth year as running back. Um, they get Cam Rising back, Brant Cuthy back. So, I mean, I think they should be in contention. They always play strong defense. Um, it's, for them, it's about how the offense can perform. Plus, they're going to have, like, everybody back. Yeah. So. All right, uh, next up, the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. And this one uh, did shock me a little bit. Uh, Coastal Carolina versus San Jose State. San Jose State was favored by 10. Coastal Carolina won by 10, uh, beating San Jose State 24-14. to 14. Another win for Luke as Luke took Coastal and I took San Jose State. Um, I, I, I'm, I was really surprised Coastal was able to beat San Jose State in this game, but you know, I didn't get to watch it, but by all accounts, Ethan Vasco played pretty well for Coastal Carolina. So perhaps he can give uh, Noah Kim a run for the money, who's going you know, transferring from Michigan State to Coastal Carolina. Um, yeah, I mean, I expected Kyrie Robinson to have a field day in the game, and he, and he didn't. Um, Chevin Cordero, uh, 215 yards. 
only 59 yards rushing. Kyrie Robinson only had 67 yards rushing. Uh, Basco had 199 yards passing, three touchdowns, 50 yards rushing. Sam Pinckney had a big game, um, eight catches for 123, a touchdown. I do believe Pinckney is back in the portal. Is that right? I believe so. So, um, yeah, good win for no. Coastal Carolina. Mitt Brown, Pinckney is out of eligibility? or vice Jared Brown is definitely in the portal, for sure. And I think he already committed to – didn't he commit to, like, South Carolina, I want to say? But I'm not I'm not 100%. Um, yeah, Jared Brown definitely was in the portal. Okay. Um, next up is the quick lane. So we're going moving to today's games. Um, the quick lane uh, bowl, Bowling Green versus Minnesota. Minnesota is favored by three and a half. This was a G5 versus P5 game. Minnesota won 30 to 24. We both picked Minnesota. Uh, we both win. And you know, when I got to watch this game, I watched probably the first half or so. Um, the game went exactly as I expected. Minnesota, run, run, run. Um, I didn't know, you know, I I, I learned earlier today it was probably going to be Darius Taylor, but I didn't know if it would be Terry, Darius Taylor or Jordan or Jordan Newman. And uh, Darius Taylor was, was the offense, which is fully what I expected Minnesota to do to Bowling Green, just feed Darius Taylor, and that's what he did, leading rusher and leading receiver for him. Yeah, hopefully that's kind of what we see next year too. Uh, 35 carries, uh, 208 yards, uh, two receptions for 11 yards, and you have a rushing touchdown. Bowling Green. In some of my teams, I had uh, Hilaire. Hilaire had a, did have a nice game for them. And he didn't do anything all year all long. All year long. <laughs> 10 receptions, 152, and a touchdown. Yeah, he, 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 had, he had a good game today. Harold Fannin, um, uh, tight end, five receptions for 50 yards. So, and he returns. He'll be back at Bowling Green next year. So, and uh, three carries for seven yards. I know. Uh, the, I, I fully expect green. Darius Taylor to be the man next year. I know uh, Cy Bengura from Ohio transferred there, but just like Sean Tyler, I don't. I don't see him being much of a threat to Taylor. Uh, he's going to be more of a second fiddle kind of relief guy. But you know, but if Taylor gets injured. You know, Bangura could certainly could fill in for him. <coughs> All right, next up is the Sir Pro First Responder Bowl, Texas State versus um, who do they play? I must have. Oh, Rice. Sorry, Texas State versus Rice. Uh, Texas State was favored by four. We both picked Texas State. We both won. Um, just a couple of uh, things I saw today. Uh, the attendance for the game was announced at 26,542, which was the highest attendance for any game at that stadium all year. The interesting thing to note is that is SMU's home stadium. They won 11 games in the American. They are moving to the ACC, and they couldn't fill that stadium any more than Texas State and Rice. Um, and by all accounts, it was mostly Texas State fans. Um, another interesting uh, note I saw today, uh, the Texas State side of the field was out of beer at halftime, and the entire stadium was out of beer with 10 minutes to go in the third quarter. Um, so not only did were there a lot of fans there, mostly Texas State fans, they drank a lot of beer too. <laughs> and they had, had reason to celebrate. Texas State uh, won the game. Um, you know, they kind of took control late in the game and just beat up on Rice. 
I'm really looking forward to Texas State this next year. Uh, head coach gets a extension, a five year. He's extension, like a million dollars a year, right? I think. And uh, you've got T.J. Finley going to be in this offense for the second year. Hopefully, he takes. Did that he announce step. that after the game? Because before the game, he was saying he didn't know what he's going to do. I guess I did not see. I'm just assuming. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know either. I, I I saw something that said. You know, he had he said he wasn't gonna make his decision until after the game, so I'm not really. I guess sure. I haven't seen that. Uh, Mahadi had a, had a good game. My my question is, like, if you had TJ Finley coming back, I think this is gonna be a sneaky team for fantasy purposes because Cole Wilson, uh, Joey Hobart. Now, does Hobart have any eligibility left? He I don't know because he was at Washington State and then he went to JUCO. And now, and then Texas State. On ESPN, he's labeled a junior. <coughs> All right. Cole Wilson, I think, is a Cole sophomore. Cole Wilson is a sophomore. And then uh, Hawkins, I think, is he's labeled as a junior. I thought he was done, but whatever. You have a quarterback coming back with the same head coach, offense coordinator, a lot of the same pieces. Mahad is a Mahadi's a sophomore, I think. So. Yeah, he'll be back. Jeter will be gone. It's Jeter, I think, had four touchdowns today. Three. Yep. Three. Three of his eight carries were touchdowns. But I, I, uh, I think that team it put up forty-five points. Granted, there was some defensive touchdown or a lot of defense, good defensive plays. But I, I think that team is going to be one for um, fantasy next year. Also, our bo- my boy, Dean Connors, uh, 15 carries, 64 yards, two touchdowns. Of course, we'll never forget. <laughs> he did squat the week you had to be week, the week in the, our waiver wire week. Yeah, I tell you. With the uh, CFF list boys. <laughs> I will not forget. <laughs> And then the last game, which is still going on, um, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Kansas versus UNLV. Kansas is favored by 12 and a half. Um, I took Kansas. Um, Luke took UNLV. And that game is still very much to be determined. Um, UNLV started strong in the game, and then it was all Kansas. But I just looked over at the score now, and it looks like UNLV's made a little bit of a comeback because it was pretty sure it was 28 to 7 at halftime. Is that right? It was a lot too little. And uh, it's it's 28-17 now. So um, UNLV, uh, so it's 28-10 at halftime. UNLV scored, must have scored. uh, was a field goal, yeah. When they got the ball back in first and the second half, and they're getting ready to get the ball back again now. So we'll see if uh, Kansas can get the, uh, the momentum back in that game. But that one's... Jury's jury's still out as far as who uh, <clears throat> who will win that matchup. So not including the Kansas UNLV game, I stand at eleven and eight. Um, Luke is seven and twelve, and in G five versus P five games, the G five is one and three, with the lone win being South Florida. <coughs> so moving on to the uh, final week of bowl games here, minus the the uh, national championship game. Uh, the games tomorrow, first up is the Military Bowl, Virginia Tech versus Tulane, another G5 versus P5 matchup. 
Virginia Tech is favored by ten and a half. Um, who you got, Luke? I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Virginia Tech. I'm gonna agree with you and go with Virginia Tech as well. Tulane. Um, I don't know who's gonna play quarterback. Is, is Pratt gonna play? <laughs> no. And Kai Horton has a Kai Horton's out. So I don't even yep. know who the quarterback's going to be. Um, and Carson Haggard's in the portal. Like it's got to be at that point a fourth string quarterback. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. You know, Virginia Tech. Pretty much everybody's playing. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, Tulane lost their head coach. So, so I look for uh, to be Virginia Tech and Virginia Tech and more Virginia Tech. Uh, my and, and, the, and the crowd will be Virginia Tech too because the game's in Annapolis, which is a very close drive for you know to Blacksburg and and Virginia for Virginia Tech fans. Um, so notes that I have here is Kai Horton is in the portal, but will be allowed to play and compete with Justin Abita um, to see who will start the bowl game. But it, they're leaning Justin Abita. Oh wow. <laughs> that that doesn't sound good for Tulane. So if it's Kai Horton, I feel a lot better. I don't know exactly who he's passing it to, but I feel way better. Well, than... Still got Makai Hughes. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think I think this could be a, this could go south really quick for Tulane. Yep. Uh, next up is probably one of my favorite bowls, just because I love. I like I like the after game watching the coach kids mayonnaise dumped on them, but uh, it's the Dukes Mayo Bowl, North Carolina versus West Virginia. West Virginia is favored by six and a half. Um, we know that Connor uh, Connor Harrell, I believe, is starting for UNC. Um, I don't know about Tez Walker. My gut my gut tells me he's not playing. Um, oh man. You know, I, I think I, uh, I think I'm going to take North Carolina. Okay. I just think six and a half is a lot. Um, I mean, I think Connor Connor Harrell's a capable quarterback. Amari Hampton, Amari Hampton's still there. Um, I do as well. I don't. I, I mean, I, I don't. I think I'm not going to be shocked that West Virginia wins, but I would be. I don't know that West Virginia wins going to win by a touchdown. But man, I would expect, and I would expect. I'm. I feel like this game is in Charlotte. Is that right? Um, Charlotte, North Carolina. Yep. And so, obviously, you know that's going to be UNC fan base. So, yeah. I think I'm going to take West Virginia, and I think that defense is just going to be bad enough that uh, Green can will his team enough. Oh, touchdown, uh, Ricky White. All right. Long so maybe this is my chance to make up. Make up uh, <laughs> room here. 28 to 24 here momentarily. Still a lot of time left, man. Is uh, still ten and a half 
minutes to go in the third quarter. Yeah, that's like a 45-yard pass to Ricky White. But you are correct, and Connor Harrell's going to start. Um, you know, they bring in Max Johnson, so this will be kind of uh, an important game for for Harold to show he's got. I mean, granted, he's been there all year, practice, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'd be shocked if Max Johnson starts over Connor Harold, but I sure hope not. But yeah, it, it looks like Tez Walker's not going to play in a couple of. Does it say anything about Cedric, Cedric Gray, linebacker for Carolina? It just says he played 180 snaps, NFL draft, um, three-year starter. Cedric Gray, um, he has 121 tackles, 11 tackles for loss, five sacks. And he will be sitting out. Middle linebacker Amari Campbell will make his first career start. That's going to hurt. That's going to hurt for sure. But still think six and a half is a lot of points. So, All right. Uh, next up, the Direct TV Holiday Bowl, <clears throat> Louisville versus USC. Louisville is favored by seven, and you are up first this time, Luke. Um. I think I'm going to take Louisville. Uh, USC's like whole team isn't there, and even their defense wasn't that good during the season. So, I just think Brom's going to coach Louisville good enough to get a win. Yeah, I mean, I think Louisville wins the game. I just don't. I don't know, man. Seven. I don't know. Like, are they going to win by seven? Hmm. I mean, Louisville definitely probably doesn't have anyone opting out other than maybe Jordan. Um, and yeah, I think I'll go with Louisville too. In the last game uh, of the night for tomorrow, uh, the Tax Act Texas Bowl, Texas A&M versus Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is favored by two, and I will take Oklahoma State. I just think too many defections for Texas A&M. Uh, I know, I'm not aware of any defections for Oklahoma State. Uh, yeah, obviously, coaching changeover to a Texas A&M. So I just take the continuity with Oklahoma State. Yeah, without looking into anything, I want to take Oklahoma State just because I want to see um, Ollie Gordon crush it. Yeah, yeah. I expect to see him eat in this game. Got a lot of defensive guys for Texas A&M that are going to be out. In the portal, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Now moving on to Thursday's games. First up is the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, which is another G5 versus P5 matchup. SMU versus Boston College. SMU is favored by 10. Uh, Who are you liking this game, Luke? I mean, SMU's defense is pretty solid, but... Here. Who do we have out? 
for SMU. Preston Stone. Well, we know Stone's out for sure. I don't. I don't know. They have anybody else out. Yeah, I don't. I think I'm going to take SMU. I think I'm going to agree with you. Um, Ten points is a lot, but yeah, uh, SMU defense is legit. Um, and other than Castellanos, uh, Boston College doesn't have a lot. Um, it's not like they're throwing the ball. Like they're going to exactly. be running it. I think SMU can can do that. Um, yeah. Uh, next up, the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl: Rutgers versus Miami. Rutgers minus one and a half, um, and I will take Miami. I will second that. I, I'm not even sure why Rutgers is favored personally, but man, no, they they won't have Colby Young. Um, they won't have Tyler Van Dyke, but <clears throat> I mean, I think. Emory Williams. Emory Williams is going to start. Is that right? I would assume so. But, you know. Let me take a look. I think he's he's proven. He's, he's proven in his starts this year he's capable. Um, Ja'Kari Brown. Ja'Kari Brown's going to be the starter, huh? Yeah. Did Emory, so did Emory Williams get hurt? Uh, I think he entered the transfer portal. Did he really? Oh, wow, um, I hadn't. I didn't know double that. Ch- I knew Van Dyke did, but oh no, I don't see him on the transfer portal. So he must have not. He must be hurt. Yeah, let's see here. There should be some stuff around injuries here. Well, I still take he wasn't that. talked about it. Um, the next bowl. I don't know if you guys if you've paid attention uh, on X or Twitter <laughs> today been a lot of talk about the trophy it's pretty cool um luke and i talked about this last week it's going to be the only edible mascot uh it's the pop tarts bowl (laughs) if you saw the trophy it's like you know it's it's a football and it's got two slots to hold two real life pop tarts um it's nc state versus kansas state kansas state is favored by two and a half um so you're you're first up in this one luke Based off of <clears throat> some opt-outs and whatnot, Morris being out, I think here I'm going to take Kansas State. <coughs> I'll, I'll pick different just to be different. I'll go with NC State. All right. Um, next up is the Valero Alamo Bowl, Arizona versus Oklahoma. Arizona is favored by three. Um, give me Oklahoma. Man. I expect this to be a good game, though, right? Uh, a lot of offense. Um, excited to see Jackson Arnold and what yes. he can do in this offense. Um, but I think the Oklahoma defense is just a little bit better. Then the Arizona defense, and so I'm going to go with Oklahoma, mm. especially being the underdogs. Yeah, I'm also going to go OU. I mean, Arizona's just played so good all year. Um, Offensively, they played good. Yeah. 
You know what? I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get a game. Arizona minus three. I'm gonna take Arizona. Try to try to get me a game here. Uh, I, I, I definitely like. I I want to see what this freshman has um, at quarterback. Uh, you said his name. I am Jackson Arnold. Jackson Arnold. I really want to see what he does. His, you know, his main, uh, whatever game, one, two, three, whatever it was. He had like ten. He was like twelve for fourteen or something. But he like had an eight out of like a yard or something like that. Like I, don't, I want to see what he what he can do here. Uh, moving on to the Friday slate of games. First up is the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. We got Clemson versus Kentucky. Uh, Clemson is favored by four, and you're up first on this one, Luke. Uh, gut just says, "Give me Clemson." Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. Um, I, I would assume Ramon Davis isn't playing for Kentucky. Um, Devin Leary doesn't scare me. Uh, I don't know who else is opting out for Kentucky. Um, is Shipley playing for Clemson? Wouldn't shock me if he does or doesn't, but I haven't heard. Mm. It doesn't say that he's not opted out or not playing, so I would assume he's in in play. Gotcha. Yeah, Clemson then for sure. <coughs> uh, next up is the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Featuring Oregon State versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame is favored by six, and I think you gotta go Notre Dame, right? N- Notre Dame for me. Yeah, I, I I'm with you. <laughs> um, who's gonna play? Who's gonna play quarterback for Oregon State? Goldbrinson. Let's see here. Yeah, Aiden Childs is saying he's going to Michigan State. Um, DJU is in the portal. So I'm going to assume it's going to be Ben Goldbrunson going to be the quarterback for Oregon State. Yep. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure – I haven't heard – is they, Hartman's not sitting out, is he? I don't know why he would, but maybe he is. Um, Hartman and Estime, any word on either one of them? He is Hartman is not going to play. What about Estime? So Steve and Jelly is going to start. Maybe we get to see some Kenny Minchie. And then Estime opt out as well. So, so I'm assuming we'll see some love. Yeah, um, Jeremiah Love. And Payne. All right, uh, next up is another P5, G5 matchup, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Memphis versus Iowa State. Iowa State is favored by 10, and I believe you're first up, Luke. Give me Memphis. Man. Playing at home. Yeah. At offense. 10 points is a lot of points, too. Hmm, man. Man, man, man. Ooh. I think, that, I'm gonna, I think I'm just going to agree that I think 10 points is too much. I think Iowa State wins, but I don't know they win by 10. 
Iowa State's defense pretty good. Offense not too bad. Um, yeah, I think Memphis is going to be too much. And moving on to the last game of the night, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, Missouri versus Ohio State. Ohio State is favored one, and I would take Ohio State. I'm also taking Ohio State. Sounds like uh, we will have uh, Buka and Henderson. Uh, yeah, no, with Devin Brown no Marvin like. Harrison Jr., but I think that's to be expected. Yeah, I'm excited to see Devin Brown. Yes. All right. Um, now moving on to Saturday, we got the uh, Chick-fil-A beat Peach Bowl, Ole Miss versus Penn State. Penn State's favored by three and a half, and you are up first, Luke. Well, woof. this will be a good game. Should be a good game. Absolutely, I agree. One of one of the better games. More, I think, one, it's a game I'm looking forward to. Penn State doesn't have a lot of people sitting out on the defensive side, other than Chop Robinson. So I think I'm going to take Penn State. All right, I will take Ole Miss. And just uh, hopefully that they can run the ball well enough. Um, against Ole Miss, yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, Auburn versus Maryland. Auburn is favored by seven. Um, and I think, man, this is not a game I want to watch. Not a game I'm looking forward to. <laughs> um, but I think I'll just take Auburn. I mean, I, I was assuming Billy Edwards is going to be the quarterback for Maryland. Um, I think Tolu has already said he's out, right? Yep. So, yeah, give me Auburn. I'll also take Auburn. I, yeah, I do not want to watch this. Um, another game that I think is just going to be another ugly one, uh, the cap, the depth chart for Florida State got released today. Uh, the Capital One Orange Bowl, Georgia versus Florida State. Georgia minus, minus 17. Um Luke, you're up first, but I think we're both going to agree where we're going on this one. UGA. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, Florida State had so many opt-outs. Um, you can't blame them, right? Uh, I, I can't blame them. So, yeah. I will probably not watch this game. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it either. Uh, this next game, though, I think I'd like to watch is uh, featuring two G5 teams. Um I'd like to see, you know, uh, a preview of the quarterback position next year for Toledo. And that's the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Toledo versus Wyoming. Wyoming minus three and a half. Um, man. Ooh. I think I'll take Toledo. I'm no, going to take. No Daquan Finn. I'm going to take Wyoming. You got Craig Bull announced that he's going to retire. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with the narrative that they're going to win one for the skipper and uh, take Wyoming. Certainly. I mean, they're the favorite. So, certainly, I can certainly see that. <coughs> now we're in the home stretch here, moving to our uh, the bowl games on New Year's Day. First up is the Rely Quest Bowl, 
Wisconsin versus LSU. LSU minus 10. And uh, you're up first, Luke. Give me LSU. Go Tigers. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I haven't heard anything if Jane Daniels is going to play or not, but I don't think I don't it matters. think so. Um, whether it's Daniels or Nussmeyer, I still think LSU wins by 10. Um, he's opted out already. Okay. Uh, next up is the VRB Fiesta Bowl. Liberty versus Oregon. Oregon is favored by 17, and I'm going to take Oregon. Yep, give me Oregon. We got Bo Nick said he's going to play. Give me uh, Oregon. All I right. think Liberty's been a fraud all year. They're going to play defense, even if it might not be. I don't know who they're all got out on defense. Let me look here. Um, a D-line with four snaps. Some cornerbacks. Yeah, I, a defense is going to wreak havoc on, on Liberty. Uh, next up is Luke's team. The Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Iowa versus Tennessee. Tennessee is favored by seven and a half. Who are you taking, Luke? Give me the Hawks. Go Hawks. You jump, uh, we're going to have Nico just seeing ghosts out there. I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, I don't know if I'd take Tennessee even with Joe Milton playing at seven and a half. Seems like a big spread against Iowa. So, yeah. All right. Now we're moving on to the Rose Bowl, uh, our first CFP uh, college football playoff semifinal. We got Alabama versus Michigan. Michigan favored by two. And Luke thinks we're both going to take the same team. Um, I'm going to take Alabama. You going? I'm Alabama? taking Alabama. <laughs> I just think Alabama has an edge at quarterback. Um, and then line wise, I just feel like uh, I feel like the defensive line can do enough against that offensive line. <laughs> you lose your center. Uh, that's a big big hindrance. But you can somewhat throw the ball for Alabama. Like I just think Alabama's defensive secondary is good enough to shut down Michigan. And I I feel like you're gonna run the ball a lot with uh what's his name? Um Milrow, Jam Miller. McClellan's hurt, I think, right? I don't know. So I I just think Alabama is going to win. My personal opinion is whoever wins this game wins the national championship. That is my thought as well. I have Alabama winning the national championship. Uh, also, now I will say this: I think both the semifinal games are great matchups um, and should be both good games. Uh, the final game of the night, the All State Sugar Bowl. The Chase other McClellan is uh, probable for the game. By the way. The other semifinal features Texas versus Washington. Texas minus four and a half, and this is Luke's pick first. I'm going to go with Texas. It's four and a half. I feel like that's actually kind of a big number. It's power against power. Washington's, you know, pass offense versus the bad pass defense of Texas. But I think... If Texas can put it all together, they have the most upside out of all the four teams. Now, can they put it all together for two weeks in a row? 
I don't think so. But I do think that Texas wins. You give Sarkeesian this amount of time to, to scheme against a team. I feel I feel good about this first one. And uh, give me Texas. I'm going to agree with you on Texas. Um, I just looked back. If, if, if you hadn't had enough different, I was going to just pick different just to give you a shot at catching me. But we have – I'm ahead by four, um, and we have five different for this period. Oh, so, all right. So you have enough – you have enough to not only catch me, you have enough to catch me and pass me. So I mean, I don't feel great about it, but I, I, I feel like Texas just has a lot of talent. Um, they do. And they there's do. a lot of potential. I and, think and to me – Outside of the two Oregon games, I haven't been overly impressed with Washington. They, can, they I can legit thought they should have lost to Oregon, but they, you know, they played great against Oregon. Yep. So, all right, that's gonna do it for this week. Um, we haven't really talked about when we're gonna come on next week. My guess is it's probably gonna be Tuesday again, maybe. Let's hear. What do we um, got? I guess we got New Year's. New Day. Year's Day is on uh, uh, Monday. So I'm assuming we're both going to be wanting to watch the games. Yes. So, so yeah, let's do Tuesday next week. We'll be back on Tuesday next week. Um, thanks everyone for your support. Uh, please like, rate, review, subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, YouTube. You can find us, uh, you know, on YouTube. Find us on Twitter at G Five Hive. Find me on Twitter at Justice underscore two three one eight find luke at probasco luke um hit us up like luke says any questions you have some off-season content that you'd like to see um anything we can do to help help you guys uh with the g5 college fo- football landscape just please let us know i really feel like we are going to be a a staple for you guys next year we've got a lot of people in the transfer portal uh, especially in cff c2c leagues where these G5 teams can really help you win championships, win games. Absolutely. You might have uh, – I don't know how the how the schedule is going to work out for those first three weeks. A lot of the cupcake games get scheduled where and you might, you know, win one of the three games or might go on three, but then once the conference games start going, we know. But hopefully we can help highlight people that we see trends uh, in those, you know, first three weeks that we can highlight a Ashlock for Hawaii or, you know, something that maybe, you know, like I said, TJ Finley, if he comes back, you've got this offense that has a lot of pieces coming back. A Memphis, who's the guy you want there? Things like that. The other thing is like next year, um, next season, it's one of those odd years where like every team has two bye weeks. Some teams have three. So, you know, you're going to have more bye week challenges than you normally do in college football. So you're going to need to know those G5 players. So we'll do the best to give you the information. You can make whatever decisions you want. Um, But hopefully we'll be able to give you all that. uh, Oh, sweet, sweet nectar for you guys to make those decisions. Thanks for your support. And we'll see you next week. Happy holidays. Yeah.